Welcome to the Evan Weiss Show, broadcasting from the West Coast, raw, in-depth, and relentlessly hacking the mainframe. Here's Evan Weiss. On the show today, I have Mayan Gordon. She is a TikTok expert and digital media uh, specialist. How are you? And welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, so what part of the country do you live in, by the way? I live in Spokane, Washington, so the Pacific Northwest. Oh, nice. Uh, I bet it's pretty cold and it's snowing out there. It sure is. Yep. <laughs> Wishing for warmer weather, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know what TikTok is, what is TikTok and how can marketers leverage it uh, for their own products and services? Yeah, so TikTok is at heart a video streaming app. Uh, most people talk about it as a social media app. But I would say, um, you know, in terms of the social aspect, that all comes through video. So the main things you can do are scroll through videos, um, comment on videos, and part videos, as well as follow other users. Those are basically the main functions of the entire app. Okay. And how can, how can a marketer like who's used to leveraging Instagram and other channels leverage TikTok? Like, what are some strategies or techniques you think are important? In terms of growing it, uh, the great thing about TikTok is it doesn't rely on how many followers you have. Um, it only relies on the content that you're posting. So if you're good at posting content already on Instagram or on Facebook or on YouTube, it really shouldn't be that hard for you to be able to tweak your content to fit the TikTok um, kind of platform and, and have a lot of success at it. Okay. And what are the techniques? What kind of videos um, are good for gathering lots of, uh, lots of follows and likes? Yeah, so short videos. Um, even though the app allows you to post videos that are up to 60 seconds, the main thing is that people are enjoying watching these really short 10 to 15 second videos. So figuring out how to really package your content into such a short um, time frame is both the challenge and kind of the opportunity um, with TikTok. And do you think TikTok will overtake uh, Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and all these other channels over time? Or do you think it's just a flash in the pan? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to overtake Instagram um, because it at heart gives the people who are on the platform what they want in a better way. So for me, as both a um, business user of Instagram, so I have, you know, I use Instagram for my business. And then I also use it a little bit, you know, for personal just kind of enjoyment um, on both sides. It is a little bit frustrating to use past a certain point. Um, and what, what I mean by that is when I go to the Discover page on Instagram, and I'm searching hashtags, after I've seen kind of the top, you know, number of uh, videos or posts that it's showing me, I have to just scroll a lot each time to get to new content. Um, it's not continually showing me new content. And I think we're really addicted to new um, in this technology age. And TikTok is delivering new at such an incredible um, efficiency compared to Instagram that I think it's going to easily overtake. And uh, after TikTok, what, uh, what channel do you think is, uh, is second most important? So I really think that that depends on what your business is, um, because I've talked to a lot of different business owners. And for some of them, like Pinterest is a goldmine for them. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, Pinterest, you wouldn't want to use it all. So it really depends on your business. But I think in terms of organic reach on any platform, that LinkedIn is going to be number two right now. Um, because from my experience and then everyone else I've been talking to on LinkedIn, um, if you are doing, you know, relatively high quality posts and you're commenting on other people's comments, 
the platform loves it and it's really going to kind of push your content out there a lot more. Okay. And uh, how, what's your origin story? How did you get into this? And tell me a little bit more about you. Yeah, so it's, it's a long origin story. I feel like we're all kind of composed of our entire past history. But I got into entrepreneurship at the age of 19 when I dropped out of Occidental College. Um, I was on track to get a chemistry major and just kind of came to this, you know, early, early, not midlife crisis, early, early life crisis of, oh, no, I'm like, I'm doing something that I don't at all really want to be doing. Um, and, you know, I grew up, I grew up in a family where education was really highly valued. Um, I'm the oldest of four children. So I always uh, felt a lot of pressure on me to perform really well and like set a really good example um, for my siblings. And so, you know, for me, it was really natural to say, okay, great. I'm good at math. I'm good at science. What do those things equal? Uh, you know, chemistry degree. Um, but then going through it, I realized, man, I really don't like chemistry classes. I really don't like biology classes. I definitely don't like math. I hate math. <laughs> um, and, and so I realized that, man, I don't want to keep doing this for, you know, eight more years because I was, um, the only reason I wanted to get a chemistry degree was I wanted to be a veterinarian. I've always had a very strong love of animals. Um, and for me, that was really something I, I could see myself doing the whole rest of my life. I was very sure that I wanted to be a veterinarian until I was very sure that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I dropped out of college. Um, at the time, I was doing freelance copywriting, article writing, and blog writing. Um, just getting jobs off Craigslist. It was actually really easy at the time. I could message, I don't know, 10 people and get three to four jobs out of those 10 people in terms of writing because I had good, good samples um, and I was a good writer. Um, and so I, I dropped out, was making money. I moved in with my boyfriend, who's my husband now. Um, and we started up our own business together. And through doing that, you know, all the way up till now, so it's been about 10 years, um, I've just basically, you know, been on the grind every single day, um, learning as much as I can about internet marketing, about social media, about different ways to market for free, uh, because I never had any money. In fact, I started out way in debt from, from the dropping out of college. Um, I, of course, picked like one of the most expensive colleges to go to. Um, so I dropped out with about 50000 in debt after just a year and a half um, and had to figure stuff out just every single day. Um, my parents really never helped me in terms of finances or financial education or anything like that. Um, and then my husband's parents are just not financially educated in any way, so they couldn't really help us out in that manner. Um, and what led me into TikTok was just doing Instagram for five years, um, having a really, I'd say, good amount of success with Instagram, and then watching how quickly that success went away um, and the ability to continue to succeed went away just like that. And I was like, okay, I have to start paying attention to what's happening in terms of what's changing in the landscape of social media, not just go, what's working right now? Um, and focus on that. Okay. And why do you think it is that so many people are pigeonholed into picking schools and universities as a as a real way uh, for success in life, or at least stability? Why do you think that is? It's it's horrible. People are in debt. I mean, you're a perfect example of that. Uh, why is it? I mean, it's better for, for us who decide not to do that mm -hmm. and go into uh, mm -hmm. other things, but why do you think that is? So I think it's for a number of reasons. One is there are a large number of careers you have to get a degree in. Um, you can't become a veterinarian without going through a massive amount of schooling. Um, and so I think, you know, those really nice kind of secure jobs that people imagine 
um, it's a very nice shiny object to want to get. Um, and for a lot of people, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you're really passionate about, you know, um, treating people with medicine, like becoming a doctor makes a lot of sense. You're going to get paid more money. Um, there's more opportunity in terms of you building your own brand. Even nowadays as a doctor, I would say than a nurse, even though of course there's opportunity in both. Um, but I would say also it has to do a lot with how we're raised, right? So it's shifting now where the people who are growing up are, have parents who are my age, right? Um, who are, you know, gen, what am I like? A, I'm a millennial. That's what I am. Right. <laughs> um, so millennials being parents is a huge shift in how the world is being raised. Versus when, you know, whatever the generation was before, you know, my parents, <laughs> my parents grew up in a system that really didn't allow entrepreneurs to succeed. Um, you had to have a good job to make good money. It, there weren't social media um, apps to, to promote yourself on. If you wanted to promote yourself, having a degree was probably the best way to do it. Not only because of the degree itself. But going to college does allow you if you utilize that opportunity properly, which I definitely didn't utilize it in this way, but it can be an amazing networking opportunity. And you can definitely, I think, get your money's worth on any level in terms of the networking if you you know really focus on that. If you like this show, please, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Evan Weiss to support this show so we can continue to bring you subjects and topics that are interesting to you. So head over to Patreon and subscribe. Okay, what if you're a, a school for special needs kids, okay? Let's, let's imagine okay. a, a company, and they have no online presence, zero. They just have like a, a brick-and-mortar place, a clinic, and they have contracts from the government, and they're always getting fed like clients. It's like one or two streams of, right. of clients. Can they benefit from an online presence or not? Yeah, absolutely. So here's one of the main things that I've learned is the benefit of an online presence. It's not marketing yourself. It's learning about your customers because the nature of business is if your product or service is better, you're most likely going to beat out your competitors, even if you're maybe not so good at marketing because word of mouth is the best marketing. And when you do a good job or you have a good product, people talk about it. That's just how it works. Um, and so I think, you know, if these places really want to let people know, hey, we do a good job or even spread kind of some of their um, treatment methodology or um, just different techniques that they have for helping people or providing support. I think that there's a lot of like really great information that they could get out to a lot of people who need it. And whether or not that's good for sales or um, you know, whatever in terms of a business money sense, it's really good business in terms of self-motivation that the more you're personally motivated and emotionally committed to your business the better you're gonna work and perform in your business and you're gonna make more money because of that okay and what so what would be in in that scenario what would be your uh your strategy for them just kind of like a basic overview you know high level yeah so i think it all depends on someone's resources anyone who's starting out completely from scratch if you're just a single person um i would suggest starting with one platform because it's really a lot to try and learn and take on uh, even two to three platforms at one time versus if you can get one going really consistently, kind of start to understand it, then it's a lot easier to add a second platform. Um, and I think that the best platform for you know that type of business would be uh, TikTok because they can start getting 
you know, followers, they can start getting views right away with zero followers starting out. And then also you know, TikTok has the best um, feedback uh, software. So the algorithm really works with you to help you understand what's not working about your videos and what is working about your videos, as long as you're looking at them comparatively. So if you have 10 videos posted on TikTok, it's by far the easiest platform to compare all 10 videos, look at the differences and match them to the performance to start to understand why. And so what do you think about the, uh, the guidelines that TikTok changes like every other week? and people complaining about other videos being taken down so the like the community safety guidelines <laughs> i think those people are um you know already not winning <laughs> because like if you're gonna complain about the platform that's giving you all the tools like how it works like you have to play by the platform's rules you can't complain that like you know one week i was getting a bunch of followers and it was super easy and now it's a little bit harder you know, like just be thankful that you got the followers in the first place and then focus on what it is that's changing and think about why it's changing. Because the technology is always moving towards giving people what they want. Because when you give people what they want, you have a successful business. And so for people to, you know, find flaws in that just because their personal video didn't do that well is very narrow minded. <laughs> what do you think is the uh, future for TikTok? Yeah, so I think TikTok is really going to evolve a lot in terms of the technology behind it. Um, you know, they're very secretive about everything that they're doing um, in terms of the back end of their business. But it's very evident that technology is playing a very huge role, um, not just in, you know, TikTok's evolution, but all the other social media apps trying to compete with it. Um, and so for the future, I see AR being a really big thing or yes, AR. Um, so augmented reality. Um, where basically, if, if you don't know what that is and you're listening, it's where you take your phone and you are appearing in the shot, but everything else is different. Like you're in, you know, you're on the moon and as you're moving your phone interactively, the environment is changing um, with you. So I think that that's going to become really big. I also think it's going to become a major player in the music streaming um, apps. Uh, I don't know if they'll launch any type of paid service this year. I think they're being really smart about playing all their uh, monetization very slowly. Um, they're being very careful about rolling out new features and new um, advertising models. So I don't know if that'll happen this year, but it'll definitely happen at some point. And when it does happen, I think we're really going to dominate very quickly the music scene. Um, and then also it's going to become, I believe, a uh, e-commerce platform. So the same way that Facebook has Facebook Marketplace, I believe that um, TikTok's going to have some type of marketplace shopping uh, feature beyond just like swipe up links or swipe uh, shopping carts on a video you'll be able to touch and kind of drag any item um, and shop for that item through the app um, you know from various sources so very similar to Facebook marketplace but almost kind of incognito in disguise so that they won't have to have um, classic ads I think they're really really trying to avoid classic ads where you know you're scrolling through videos and all of a sudden it's a very clear advertisement that's not you know a creator's video um and i've actually so they have already a couple augmented reality um filters and they've been so J they teamed up with jumanji the movie um to release their own like custom augmented reality filter where you basically you did like this with your hand and when you took your hand away you're like in jumanji and you're one of the characters it was very cool um it didn't work on my phone <laughs> 
<laughs> so it like kind of worked, but it was kind of glitchy. So it's definitely something I think are still, like you said, the technologies, um, I think for that is taking a really long time to develop. But once it rolls out and it's, you know, bug free, it's going to change the way that people are interacting with their phones for sure. Um, are there any other subjects that uh, you want to touch on that I didn't talk about? Um, just in terms of the, like the number one question that people ask me who are business minded is how do I make money with TikTok? And I would say that it's the same thing as everything else. And that once you reach a kind of critical point of number of followers, of, uh, views of generalized attention, money comes from probably places you hadn't even expected. So for me, a really great example of that was I got into TikTok for my glass blowing business. Um, my idea when I started was if I get enough followers, I can sell pendants and kind of some of the jewelry stuff that I make um, on TikTok by posting it and having people message me or, you know, when they roll out their link feature, um, I can have them go to my, my glass blowing website. Um, but what ended up happening once I reached a certain number of followers and my videos were getting a certain number of views, music artists started reaching out to me and I literally never even for a second thought oh, I could build up a TikTok following and make money off music artists. But I reached this critical point of attention where it money started coming out of the woodworks. Like, hey, could you do this for money? Hey, how about this? And so I think that that's the real opportunity is getting a certain you know, critical mass of attention to where your business can grow in different ways that you probably hadn't even thought of. And also uh, paired with the, uh, with the e-com component to TikTok, you would really just put a bow on everything. Yeah, yeah, I think TikTok's really great um, because of the really multidimensional um, features that it has in terms of right, music being completely separated from video. Um, I definitely think that that's revolutionary in terms of social media apps. I think every social media app from now on is going to either try and switch to that or, um, you know, starting out is going to have that set up. I know, I know Mark Zuckerberg uh, talked about something like that, trying to create something similar to TikTok. Now, uh, TikTok used to be Musical.ly, is that right? So, yes and no. Um, TikTok is owned by a larger company called ByteDance, and it has a Is it an American company, by the way? Yes, it's a Chinese company. A Chinese, um, okay. Yeah, and um, it has an exact, basically, counterpart of the TikTok app, which is called Douyin, and that's actually existed... Um, in China for, I don't know how many years, I'll have to look that up, but it's been a number of years. Um, and so what they did was they bought Musical.ly and then changed Musical.ly to be Douyin, but it's TikTok because it's in the US. So TikTok and Douyin are completely separate. Like everyone in the US who has TikTok or anywhere else around the world who has TikTok doesn't see anything that's posted on the Douyin app. And the people on the Douyin app don't see anything from anyone else. But they're the same app. Like, they have the same features. Um, okay. other than, is, that, is that because of uh, censorship? Yeah, it's because of the, the government's different censorship over there. Exactly. Okay. Um, but the cool thing about that is with Douyin, because it's existed longer and they have more of kind of a controlled, better understanding, right? They really understand their Chinese um, customers because they're a Chinese company. Um, is they're rolling out the features that they're going to roll out here first over there. So like that e-commerce feature is already being tested over. In Interesting. Um, we don't, we don't have very much information about that over here, but there is, you know, some like little leaked information here cool. and there. <laughs> uh, and where can people find out more information about you? Um, the best place is probably my LinkedIn profile. 
Um, so if you just search my name, Mayan Gordon on LinkedIn, or the other place would be uh, my website, worldofblast.org. Um, that has some, some different pages on there that are kind of about me and uh, this whole TikTok stuff. And how long have you been doing uh, glass blowing? I've been doing glass blowing for about four and a half years now. Wow. That's really, that's a very interesting craft. Yeah. You know, again, I, I never planned on getting into it. Um, it was just kind of a random thing that happened and I fell in love with it. Um, and then there was a really big business opportunity with it on Instagram that I, I took advantage of and ended up here. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Evan Weiss Show. Head over to iTunes to listen to previous shows. Questions? Email us at e at evanweiss.com.